This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash comicpop if you want to help us more directly. What's poppin', folks? Welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I am Sal. I am joined today by writer Dennis Culver. We're going to talk a little bit about Doom Patrol, which is a brand new series. It's actually not called Doom Patrol. It's called... Unstoppable. Unstoppable Doom Patrol. So uh, we're going to talk about that for a minute, and then uh, my lovely assistant Tiffany will join me, and we'll talk more about that uh, as we go. But uh, for now, let's chat about Doom Patrol, a uh, brand new series from the new uh, DC initiative. And, the Dawn uh, of DC. Yeah, Dawn of DC. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the origins of where the Unstoppable Doom Patrol came from? Uh I think the first inkling of it that I saw was the was the new logo. Was it like on the on the little like the teaser? Oh yeah, image? on the, the Donna DC map preview. Yeah, well, there was that mysterious D on there, which is uh, a symbol that Burnham and I designed together. Uh, Doom Patrol has a history of combining the D and the P into a symbol, and we kind of wanted to make a new one for our, our own, you know, brand for the series. Uh, yeah, and uh, it kind of evolved uh, through conversations. Uh, you know, Burnham. Uh, myself and Josh Williamson worked on Justice League Incarnate for that little 10 page like history of crises thing. And when I was talking to my editor, Ben Abernathy, uh, he, you know, Burnham and I used to be in a studio together for a number of years. So we had a good rapport already. And he was, he was encouraging us to do something together. And through those conversations, uh, he was like, you guys should do Doom Patrol. And I was like, that's a great idea. Uh, you know, and I texted Burnham and Burnham was like, hell yeah. Because uh, yeah. that's it's such a it's such a hand and glove fit for Burnham to draw Doom Patrol. Like he's he's so good at drawing monsters, so good at drawing like freaky characters. Uh, also, he loves drawing mummies, so Larry <laughs> Trainer is like the perfect character for him. So yeah, it's a, yeah, it's been a, it's a, been a lot of real good chemistry and synergy and stuff. And then by coincidence, this year's the 60th anniversary of the Doom Patrol. We did not plan for that. It just kind of happened. So. <laughs> it's funny how often that happens. Like, you'll you'll hear about the, the anniversary, something really cool happened, and then behind the scenes, you'll find out, like, yeah, we didn't know. Some really enthusiastic creator told us, and we thankfully had it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I was just kind of, as I was doing my research, I was like, oh, this is great. This actually works out really well. So, yeah, all of these things are kind of conspiring together to, to really make... Uh, a nice uh, runway for this series to launch. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, the tagline saving the world by saving the monsters. And I kind of envision them like uh, superhero EMTs. Uh, so that it, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, that general philosophy kind of puts them in conflict with a lot of the other superheroes in the DC universe, uh, which kind of just reinforces the idea that they're outcasts and they stand apart from everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then our first issue, we go right into Gotham City without Batman's permission, so that causes problems. Love it. Uh, like you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so rare to see uh, any Bat characters intersect with the Doom Patrol, uh, and I like even just them being in his city, you feel like the looming threat of the Dark Knight and having, uh, you know, I'm sure that it puts the, the Doom Patrol on edge, or at least puts them in a position where they're like, eh. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a crazy place, even for us. 
What's really interesting about just like, because the Doom Patrol, I've kind of always just been over here away from the rest of the DC universe is, and because this series is so grounded in the DC universe with Donna DC, um, it gives us a lot of opportunities to do things that haven't ever really been done before. Like in issue three, uh, they, they, they run into uh, the Green Lanterns and there's, that's never really happened where the Doom Patrol is kind of like done anything with Green Lanterns. So no. uh, yeah, yeah. So it gives just like every, it's like we're for a 60 year old property, we're finding lots of new territory and that's pretty exciting. So uh, it's always neat to just kind of like stumble into that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Batman has ever really, other than maybe a random Brave and the Bold issue or something, it's exactly. never really, really dealt with the Doom Patrol. So that's yeah. uh, it's really fun having those guys butt heads and stuff. Now, what was your experience with the Doom Patrol pre this series? Because I know that uh, obviously it's like it is a I think it's still considered to be kind of like a, a fan favorite property. But at the same time, it has a really strong storied history with its associate with Grant Morrison and then later on Gerard Way with the Young Animal imprint. Uh, so, yeah, what was your what was what's one of your favorite like kind of periods of Doom Patrol? Uh well, first of all, I'm a lifelong DC fan. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those things on the internet where they, they did the superhero water skiing show, uh, like at SeaWorld. Yes. Uh, so I went, I went there when I was four. <laughs> and after that show, they would give out comics, like first one free. And so my first comic ever was like an issue of Batman that like somebody dressed as a superhero handed it to me. Uh, so like that, that really got me in the ground floor. And then when uh, I came into the Doom Patrol with Graham Morrison's run, I was reading that stuff in high school and uh, I've always loved the concept and I've kind of been following along with them in every iteration of the team. Uh, I'm a Graham Morrison super fan of all their work. So uh, yeah, the Doom Patrol was kind of, uh, you know, that in Arkham Asylum, those were kind of like what opened me up to Graham Morrison. Nice. And then, you know, it kind of went from there and, you know, got into JLA and it kind of all came back full circle here with uh, doing this. So yeah. I'm excited about it. If, if you're a fan, like a super fan of Doom Patrol, uh, there's definitely like Easter egg payoffs. But uh, we're also doing, because uh, this is a six issue series, instead of making that all one story, I've done the first four issues are kind of like done in one uh, issues. Oh, cool. Uh, we're like a, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. With like an underarching plot that'll come into like a like a two-part finale. But it feels bigger that way too. But it gives us a, a way to kind of really build out what the Doom Patrol is in this new era of DC. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing some familiar faces, but not uh not terribly familiar. There's a there's an it's what seems to be a new kind of team. Uh, can you tease a little uh, bit about like the formation of this of this new period for Doom Patrol? Like where sure. did this come well, from? How did it all form? Uh, so we've got the core cast, you know, you got to have, uh, you know, Robot Man and, and Negative Man and, and Elasta Woman. Uh, right. So they're kind of always there. Um, the woman with the orange mask, uh, that's the new chief. And that's actually uh, Crazy Jane. It's just one of her new alternate identities uh, that has been developed to, to lead the team. So Sweet. that creates some interesting conflict because the team's used to Crazy Jane being one way. And now there's this new identity who's a little more, you know, all about business uh, also, uh, she stays topside a lot longer than Jane's comfortable with. So there's like mm. internal conflict there too. And then the, uh, the other two characters are brand new characters. Um, the, the little pink girl with the horns, that's a beast girl. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a, it's a callback. I feel like if you had beast boy on the old team. You got to have a beast girl, right? Yeah. Um, and then a new character degenerate, um, which is the, the best way to describe him is he's kind of like a dick Hulk. 
the way his powers work is uh, he yeah he has to choose to activate his powers. So it's like he's when he's mean, uh, he kind of starts devolving and like you know getting spiky. And if if he's too mean for too long, he kind of uh, loses agency and kind of gets out of control. But um, gotcha. it's, yeah, when he's not fully uh, hulked out like that, um, he kind of he doesn't look. Uh, very attractive. So at least this way you can get a little dumber and get a little, you know, buffer. Uh, and so he chooses to kind of walk around like that. So he has to intentionally be a dick, uh, which obviously causes a lot of conflict. Sure. Uh, yeah. I assume that this series will also answer a few like questions about like some of the original characters, like, like Niles and Calder and, and, and other yeah. characters like that, where it's like, what happened to them? Or at the very least, like, I, I assume it's not going to be a lot of like, you know, here's where everything that had come before is as opposed to building new territory, like breaking new ground, building new territory, yeah. introducing new characters. I'm a big fan of all your comics count. Uh, right. So like, I think that everything that happened happened in some way, shape or form to the team. Um, if, uh, if you look at the solicits for two, we, we, uh, in the second issue, we visit the team's new headquarters, which is called the shelter. And it's this, uh, it's this old missile silo in Kansas, actually based on a real thing that people built like a, luxury bunkers <laughs> in a i remember silo. here i remember reading about that like years ago that yeah that like for for defunct uh you know kind of silos they were like maybe we can make this into a real tale opportunity <laughs> yeah yeah basically so we i i took images of that and showed them to burnham burnham lives in kansas uh oh, and kansas has some ties to doom patrol anyway so it kind of puts them in the middle of the country um but if you look on on my twitter uh i posted a, a double page spread just the line art from issue two where uh, Burnham did a cutaway view of their headquarters. Oh, nice. Um, but it's super cool. And, and you know Burnham's art, you know, it's crazy detailed. And he, yeah. like, he just put his, his whole chest into it. It's, it's yeah. awesome. But exploring that new headquarters, we also get to catch up with what, what's Niles up to, what's Mento up to, Flex Mentalo. All those characters are still there roaming around, whereas the main team on the cover of issue one is more like the field team. They're the ones that get out and get the answer. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, because it's called the shelter when they're in, you know, we're saving the world by saving the monsters. A lot of times they're finding these new medic humans uh, and kind of helping them deal with their new, what may be disabilities and turning them into abilities. You suddenly have tentacles for arms. You got to figure out how to tie your shoes and brush your teeth and do all those things. So uh, there's a lot of it. It's the concept is there's like a rehab there with physical therapy where like flex metallo is like leading that. Uh, I love and that. Yeah, yeah, we've got some new characters in there too. They're kind of a support role. Um, it's a it's a really neat concept, but also those new metahumans are all weapons of mass destruction being stored in, a, in an abandoned missile silo, and you know, that causes problems with the government, and it causes problems with the other superheroes. And, uh, so there's a lot of conflict. Uh, the Doom Patrol are stepping on people's toes. Basically, I love it. Yeah, they uh, yeah. they wouldn't be the Doom Patrol if they weren't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now this uh, this first issue, final order cutoff, and what that means essentially is like that's the last time that you can like order the series if you're a retailer out there is this upcoming Sunday, so right. you you may want to order your copies ahead of time, and uh, it is coming out for us who are just Wednesday Warriors or Tuesday Warriors depending on your uh, affiliation. Uh, what is the what is the it's it's the end of this month basically it's what March twenty fifth twenty sixth. Uh, March 28th and 29th 28th. is when it comes out. Um, we're doing a neat thing with this. Like this is a six issue series, uh, but the plan is to do it kind of like seasons of prestige television. Um, so when I was asked to make a master document for this, they, they wanted to know what would happen in the next 
series every year. Um, because of the artist that Burnham is, and he does all that detailed work, uh, six issues is kind of the sweet spot so that he can really go to town on that. Totally. Um, so there's plans for, for doing regular Doom Patrol seasons, if you want to call it that. Uh, but it starts here. And if we, you know, we have to have enough pre-orders, we have to have people show up. So what I'm telling people to do is when they go to their comic shop, just put the whole series on your pull list. Uh, and then that way it'll, it'll kind of show to see that, that, you know, there's a desire and a hunger for more Doom Patrol comics. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's yeah. actually a good uh, piece of advice for uh, your favorite series out there. But yes. <laughs> uh, it, especially if you're, if you know already, like we're getting six issues of the series and if it sells well, or if there's pre-orders are high, we'll get maybe another six and we can keep the same creative teams yeah. or at the very least keep the same level of quality going, which is super yeah. important. It's really interesting because, you know, it is, it's Doom Patrol's 16th anniversary. It's also, you know, the X-Men and the Avengers. And if you look at Doom Patrol and you look at the X-Men, like those early days, it's very similar concepts. Oh yeah. You no, know, when you, when you were describing their kind of like halfway house for monsters, I was like, I mean, that sounds like a school for, gifted or cursed youngsters to me yeah. which is uh you know very much in the same wheelhouse as doom patrol so yeah you know, it's that... interesting because like you know x-men went one way with chris claremont and everything and doom patrol kind of went the other exactly. um but doom patrol got there first a lot of people don't know that's that. right without and, doom patrol you uh, have no x-men so yeah. yeah yeah so it's uh you know marvel uh, or the x-men rather is uh marvel's doom patrol is what i say <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it should be its own pillar of the DC universe and have its own like, you know, franchise of characters that aren't all tied to the Justice League. Like they're kind yeah. of over there. You know, they, we, I think DC needs that diversity of characters too and, and teams and concepts. So I've got big ambitions for it. Burnham's doing the work of his career. Like I think him and Brian Reaver, who does the colors, like those guys are going to win Eisen's. Like it looks so good. Nice. Uh, so I'm calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely when I saw the previews for it, it caught my eye in a way that uh, rare series do. And I was like, oh, that's worth checking out. So uh, if you haven't already, definitely like do your research, check out the series, uh, check out Dennis's Twitter and look at those amazing. I'm such a sucker for those cross sections where it's like, oh, yeah. this is how the Batmobile works or what the, like the cave looks like or what this base is all set up to be. So, it's um, really neat for comics too. Like, I, there's not really many mediums that are able to pull it off in the same way. It's like yeah. it's one of my favorite things about comics. So, getting the chance to do this and knowing Burnham being the artist that he is, I was like, we have to do this. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely check out my Twitter. I got tons of art on there. Uh, we just got some really nice quotes from Garth Ennis and Robert Kirkman today, who both read the book. So, uh, yeah, we're hoping to build some good buzz and, and hopefully uh, let your comic shop know you won. Absolutely. Final or cutoff comic shops out there this Sunday. So pick up the series and uh, out on, uh, what was it, March 28th. So definitely uh, pre-order yep. and tell them, you know, look, you know, get me this, give me the six. And, uh, yeah. and then maybe you'll get the <laughs> Dennis, thanks so much for being on the show, man. We're really lucky to have you. Really appreciate you uh, getting a chance to yeah. talk about, hype up the series uh, before it comes out. Uh, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for more from you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, for being thanks, thanks for having me, Sal. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, right, cool. Have a good one, man. Thanks. Yep, bye. Take care. And there you have it, everybody. That was Dennis Culver, writer of the upcoming Doom Patrol series. And uh, I'm very excited because now I get to introduce you to the co-host of this very series. Uh, no, it's not the orange tabby that's occupied her seat for the last few minutes. Come on, buddy. You got to go. 
I am so used to having a microphone that is. Uh, listen, the I know. I'm sorry. We had to make do. It is snowing outside. Is it? Okay, good. There oh, is, I don't need these anymore. It is snowing. Good. I, I right. checked. I was like, I have to know. All I have right, to because, know if this is all worth it. Because here's the deal. Here's what's happening. This is why it looks a little different, and it has nothing to looks, do. It looks very uh, different. And I wish, you know, yeah. I, I wish that uh, the, the weather had permitted us to really showcase all of our nerddom uh to mr dennis culver but uh instead uh we can show off tiffany's nerddom but yeah the, we're, we're getting some weather here in jersey and uh, uh we don't want to get snowed in it's supposed to be like at least five maybe eight inches of snow yeah i, I think we would have been fine but it was good that we didn't uh risk, risk it. it i think exactly well especially because like while um the studio is a resembles an impenetrable fortress it is not. Uh, at least it's not impenetrable uh, to weather. And, uh, you know, even if, like, we won't lose power at the studio, yeah. we'll get a brownout. And mm-hmm. then it usually causes the internet to knock out first. Yeah. Actually, because of all the, the trim, this is very outside of the realm of what you care about. But I'll mention it one last time. Just the fact that uh, <laughs> the um, they've been, ever since we got together, yeah. we have had significant blackouts at every snowfall. And it really, really screwed up, like, uh, good favor with the administration from its citizenry. Yes. And so uh, they, like, really pushed the, uh, you know, the, the curators that make, you know, decisions like cutting down trees uh, aggressively knock down a lot of trees around our power lines. So yes. What I'm getting at is we should have more reliable internet here. Hopefully. Than the yeah, that's that's the plan. That's the plan. That's why so. we're doing so yeah. hopefully we're coming in okay. I have we have two microphones set up. Uh, I, I it was very exhausting to hold it, so I didn't want to necessarily do that. I'm gonna uh, try putting so it here try, for you there. See that, but um, yeah, I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna do this. All right. I'm gonna report to everyone because that's what I feel like I'm doing. Somebody asked if the studio roof is, is okay. This is a we have no idea. Uh, no, there's no way they they they. We don't it. think they fixed it, but um, but we haven't had any leaks since then. Uh, so I'm very happy. Say that? I already knocked. But uh, listen, welcome to the show. This is Hello. Of course, where we uh, talk about comic books and uh, this is our news, reviews, and interviews show where we talk about the books in the past week, recap and review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comic books that are coming out this week. I've never been the loud one. No. I've never been the loud And now that I am, endless complaints. <laughs> Most of people can't hear me and you don't care. Yeah. But when I'm too loud, oh. Oof. Oof. It's too much for all you. This show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you watch the show live, we, you can help definite. us out by using uh, Super Chats like Ali Alziati. He says, hi, uh, hope you're both well. Sal's curious if Spider-Man Big Time still holds up for you. I haven't read it in a while, but I do still recommend it. Uh, and it's one of my few Spider-Man comics that is signed by Stan Lee is the first oh, issue of Big Time. Oh, that's right. So it holds a special place in my heart. I hope it holds up for me because I say, I especially I, I like that issue uh, or that series, that period. Yeah. That comics guy can't wait to can't watch the live show. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, we'll tune in on the rewatch. But sending some love and that man thing art behind Sal is phenomenal. You're right, that comics guy. Thanks for watching us on the repeat. Um, yeah, man, that uh, that Francisco Francavilla uh, man thing from Mondo is dope. Timothy wanted that so bad. I did, and so I ordered it for you her. You did, and I love and it. And I exercised restraint and did not spend three hundred dollars to get the Francavilla man thing action figure that mondo was also selling i appreciate that i like this better yeah i don't need that i can't break this either. that's true okay. <laughs> uh, joshua link how excited are you for the ultimate invasion from hickman and hitch i dug out all my ultimates comics for a reread in anticipation good idea good plan yes i'm nice. i'm hyped i'm very excited for it i love very the ultimate nice. universe and i 
I just wonder which ultimate universe they're going to pick because of course like Bendis was having like a real, you know, issue with the uh, the others when it came to the ultimate universe and where uh, you know what was canon what wasn't yeah you know he tried to have the final word on the ultimate universe when he did that uh, spider-man 2 the ultimate universe didn't really die peter's fine everybody's good the whole universe went on without miles kind of situation um but we'll see where it is uh, this is hickman so you never know mm. and finally the new ethan who says uh oh man no i'm sorry it was denial who was next? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> denial. Yo, Superman started really good. Here's hoping Williamson keep the magic going and good luck braving the weather over there. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thanks. I mean, we I, we can't really complain. Mm -mm. We had a very mild winter, so it's true. Hooray! Rather than talk about the news uh, now, yeah, we would save it for the end. Let's do that. Let's uh, talk about you, comics. Is there something you wanted to mention? I see you getting some stuff ready to go. I wasn't sure if you were like if I wanted to queue you up for anything no, i was okay. retweeting you oh well thank you very much i really appreciate that uh, i was just i was just doing my part just doing your part just doing my part well, apparently great. my microphone has, has has mellowed itself oh good i'm glad uh well let me tell you uh superman number one let's just start strong look at that look at that sorry monitor. it's all turned that's how i like i prefer my monitor rotated i have a, a monitor that is you can rotate it. Yeah, no, it's nice. We didn't because there's not a lot. There's actually not, no room for you to do. No, that. but I like it this way. It's though. great. I, I actually because I use that for chat usually. It's true. That's the chat screen oh. for me, and it's perfect yeah. like that. Yeah. But now it's perfect for your phone. Well, and it's you know it looks like the the size of a comic book. It does. But yeah, Dawn of DC begins. I mean, really, it's more Joshua Williamson Superman begins uh, with uh, Jamal Campbell on art, which is a match made in heaven uh campbell drawing superman is as amazing as you know superman and apple pie yeah uh, and williamson is uh really like doing a great job kind of capturing the magic and the this, characters and the universe of it this just feels like a team that makes sense it does make sense and i'm not saying it? that like other teams that have come before haven't no because some of them have and yeah. some of them have not so much yeah, that's true but uh yeah this one i'm like Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you love the uh, animated series, then you're going to really enjoy this book. If you love Superman and uh, you haven't been getting it the way that you want it, uh, I think you're still going to love this series. Um, essentially, it just reintroduces the whole world to you with a new kind of fun. And I, I'd say, you know, and I hate to keep repeating myself, but like it, it has a very animated series premise. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was talking to somebody about it and for the life of me, and I've tried to remember it on several non-consecutive occasions, who I was talking to about this. I'm sorry. The cat is just staring at a light bulb and she's like, like she's blinding herself. She doesn't know why. But uh, and that's something we missed about this channel is that we, we because we have a studio, we don't get to share. There's no more cats, cats anymore on the channel. cats interrupting the show. But uh, yeah, uh, the premise of um, Lex Luthor being in jail mm -hmm. and giving superman advice or criticism from his jail cell quietly yeah. to himself yeah is so funny and i can't believe no one's ever done it before <laughs> because he's like i've trained my ear to listen for like five distinct heartbeats and voices and mm -hmm. super and lex is one of them and i can't turn it off so it's like really annoying right 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 i mean that's great also lex leaves LexCorp to superman in his absence and so he's like oh and by the way if you don't like if you don't use it uh, everyone's gonna be fired so you're gonna have to use it wow and so it's like, okay and don't worry i've already like started an entire ad campaign about like us working together and you but like, like superman superman's running lexcorp right but not not clark 
No, the Clark uh, genie is back in the bottle. Everyone right. doesn't know who Superman is anymore. So it's just Superman has to go into the office. Yes, that's right. Has to fly in. Yes, and Lois is editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet. Finally, I love it. I didn't want to lose Perry, and we didn't. He didn't die. Spoilers. But uh, I am very excited to see Lois as an interim editor-in-chief, though I could see another version of this book where Perry, like, died and Lois is editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet. Sure. I, I mean, I think that will only last for as long as Lois could take it, because I have like a feeling that she'll enjoy the romp while she has it, but at the end won't feel satisfied by that position. She's she's going to have to be behind the desk. She's going to have to create new Lois Lanes, essentially. Yeah, well, it's, it's not going to be anymore like, oh, man, I'm going to go get the big story. They're like, you can't leave. You've yeah, got to no. approve like 12 other things and sign all these other things and have meetings. Exactly, which she, I'm sure, will not want to do. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a great book. It has terrific art. It's a gorgeous series, uh, or at the very least, it's the, the begin a gorgeous start to a to what hopes to be a terrific series. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I think Williamson really nailed all the characters. I mm -hmm. think Jamal Campbell is you know born uh, to draw Superman. He's an incredible artist. Yeah, incredible artist. It's just gorgeous. So I love book. it. It's a great book. It's a great it, Superman. That cover so like. It really captures the spirit, I feel like. It does. It's bright. It's hopeful. It's, yeah. it's grounded. It, it, it works. And on every level, I think mm -hmm. this is a fantastic Superman comic. Yeah, excellent. And a great beginning. Great. Um, I also read She-Hulk, uh, She-Hulk number 10. That's right. You said you were, you were going to do that. Yeah. And also, it came in the mail. It did, That's the thing. It came <laughs> in the mail. Rainbow Rowell, Takashi, Miyazawa. Uh, this series, uh, I've been reading it since the beginning. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's doing its thing. It's, it's you know, it's trying. Mm. Um, and, it, and That's yeah. not a great... No, I mean, like, you know, it's fine. It, you know, uh, the thing that I thought was going to happen didn't. Okay. But, we're, but we still have two more issues, I think. I don't know. Maybe one more. I don't remember. Okay. I would assume it's 12. It's usually not 11. But, um, yeah, She-Hulk uh, had a dalliance with the recently resurrected Jack of Hearts. Yes. Uh, you know, nobody really knows that he's back except for like her friend, basically, uh, who she talks to in this. Um, and it's, it's a love story. Like it's, mm. it's, it's a, mm. it's a romance comic. That's yeah, what it is. That's it's what a it romance is. comic. And uh, Jack of Hearts is like, Oh no, as a result of like a, uh, the, the a, a very bare bones plot of like, Somebody wants to steal her blood to become a Hulk and then does, and it's it, it backfires. Um, Jack of Hearts ends up like almost overloading and he needs to get his suit back. So now he's not gonna be able to free ball it like he used to or recently <laughs> did in the series. I mean, it's to anybody. So, you know, it's uh, and then he flew away and she's like, Oh, he's gone. I don't know where he is, and I'm sad. And you know, oh, but then he comes back and he's got his Jack of Hearts suit on, and I'm like, I guess he's back. We'll see. But uh, but yeah, these covers are. This was the first one I went. Eh. Not feeling it. No, I'm not feeling it a lot. Uh, but not necessarily because of the art. The art's good enough. the The issue that I have is with everything else, like the overall design aesthetic. Like, I don't like the top left Marvel info box. Really, I like it. Yeah, it. I mean, it evokes what the box used to look like. Uh, this is for me it feels like a lot of disparate parts that are all put together as opposed to something that was like it doesn't feel organic like it used to this feels like a bunch of i'm looking at a bunch of boxes i think what you're feeling is you know what you think it should look like and it looks different now that's true that's and true. the rest of us who maybe are less familiar with the way it should look just think it's fine maybe maybe i mean the, the typeface doesn't really work for me i don't even understand like i, I see like the, the the scales of justice like yeah why is that like a theme? Is that a is that a family of books? Like 
it's and the Marvel logo needs you know the Marvel logo they they needed to do what they did but like they just slap it just a big red rectangle on things as opposed to being integrated into the box it's just just a nitpick welcome but... welcome to Sal's design corner where Sal complains about design things that he thinks should be a different way well I'm not wrong <laughs> then you even hey y'all can't stick around oh another one has to go well thanks a lot well, uh, maybe it's catch the snow the yeah maybe uh, the big snow. Uh, curious what you, why you think Doomsday Clock is the channel's highest viewed video. Have an awesome day. I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people talk about how it's not like Doomsday Clock was like uh, a dud. It wasn't really exciting. Mm. But, mm. Um, uh, you know, they did a great job of selling the damn thing. And I think that people's hype about it, uh, while they may not have bought it, they still wanted to know what happened. And, uh, you know, or what the overall effect is. Uh, yeah. And I think that there maybe were some people who like, maybe they read it and they were like, you know what? I want to hear, like, sometimes you just, just absorb a story better after you've read it. And then someone else kind of talks about it. With I think you. so. And I hope that that's, uh, that's uh, the way school worked for me. At certainly least. that seems to be what the, uh, what the audience is. The overwhelming comments suggested that like they, they had read it and they were like, I don't really know like what's going on. Like they're, you know, they were like, explain, help me understand. Or at the very least, like, did I like this or not? That was a right. big conversation. Though. Right, right, right. Um, denial. Yo, Superman started really good. Oh, you think he said that already? So, uh, yeah. Um, what else did you read? I cannot believe how much this cat is acting up right now. I know. Spectacular. Um, I actually had a chance to, to sneak in a couple of other things. Great. Um, what I didn't get a chance to read this week, guys, is Saga, because I don't have my physical. The reality is you were just going to say, it's great, don't, like, I know, you know, but don't I jump ahead. That was actually my way of saying, where's my physical, man? Oh, it's at the, it's at the, <laughs> I know, it's at the, it's in the, it's in the go box. I haven't I picked know, it up yet. I know, I'm like, dude, I know, get sorry. my comics. No, um, get your comics. That's true. Um, here's the, the sad part about that. Last week, you know, yeah. the last issue, 61. Yeah. Um, it was in the pull list. It was in whole, the did they have a whole bunch? There were like eleven. Oh, I don't care. I still wanted to be pulled. That cover is stunning. So regardless, like the 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 hiatus just killed the book, and they're like, you're gonna have to cancel Saga. I no, I don't think he'll let that happen. Second of all, um, although that price hike makes me a little worried, um, I would say that he would try to convince the movie to do a trade or a graphic novel mm. of it to finish it off because I think that's what killed it is you had a lot of people who were reading this book who maybe weren't regular comic book readers. Yeah. And so when you sent it on hiatus, they had no way of necessarily finding out it came back. From right. Hiatus. That's true. Yeah. So I think, I wonder what the trade sales of this will mm. look like for them. Great anyway, question. let's not jump into that, but I, I haven't had a chance to read that. So let's not talk about that. Yeah. Um, I do want to, without really delving into it mm -hmm. because it's the last issue of um, Fall Sunrise, or Doctor Strange by Tradmore. This is Fall Sunrise. Yay. This finished up um, this series, this like mini that they did, this four-issue mini um, by Tradmore, uh, with like writing and art by Tradmore with colors by Heather Moore. Um, I'm not going to tell you, it, it wraps up. The book wraps up. It's the end. Um, but like, if you thought to yourself when you started reading this, oh man, there's no way Tradmore could draw any crazier stuff than he's already drawing. <laughs> Jordan, correct! <laughs> <laughs> um, because I got to tell you, it, this is just he's just he's just going for it yeah he's just going for it um if you didn't get a chance to pick this up it's completed now so either you can go and grab those floppies at your little comic book store or wait for the trade to come out but trust me if you're a doctor strange fan 
you're gonna love it if you just like something that's a little trippier and maybe you're looking for something that like that ditko feel yeah you're gonna like it too and if you're someone who just likes treadmore's work mm -hmm. trust me it is on display full on just it's going for it nice all right and it's just the colors are great really like works well obviously with heather having heather Moore on it really kind of there's a good Elevates, synergy there yeah. um but yeah so i just wanted to give you that reminder that it did come out it is done nice so those who are waiting for that completion completed story now's your time yeah go, go get this or, or pre-order at least the trade please because i would love to see more little stories like this as much as i love having a doctor strange ongoing this is what i feel like doctor strange really should be he lends himself i think to the he limited format themselves to the mini to mm -hmm. the limited series to they the should, graphic novel they should venom him where it's just like every like three months, you get like a, a eight issue mini series. I'm there for that. And he can show up in other books. Exactly. Right. But like, then instead of trying to stretch it out or like have that decompression of story, you just get really pure, like concentrated Doctor Strange stories. Like, right. I just, I just feel like it's a better fit. And as much as I know, like the ongoing is like the thing everybody wants. And to see those high numbers, you know, like legacy numbering or new numbering, whatever you want. Um, I just, I just feel like you're gonna get a better, like you're run. gonna get a yeah. Well, I think it's just, it's just some characters are better suited to that. It's true, and I feel like he's one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they've done it in the past. They've they've kept the ongoing for a while, and it got, you know, out there and crazy and you know convoluted. But yeah. maybe maybe it's time to let some characters just have a couple of minis and be happy with it. Like, I'd be happy with like a couple. Right. Oh yeah. Or like. You know, like if you wanted to do four or five issues, like do like two a year. Well, and 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 you could also diversify your creative teams that way. Like yes. they could all be in continuity, or maybe only some of them are in continuity. Or you know, you could have a Rage of Ultron mini you or graphic novel. You can't call them this at all because it doesn't work for what they what that imprint actually is. Yeah. But can you imagine making it like Legends of the Dark Knight, but they're called Legends of the Marvel Knights? Oh. <laughs> I think they could, could get away with that. But I like, mean, but the Marvel Knights are very specific and they're yes. much darker and you not, may not want to go that way. But mm -hmm. like something like that where some characters, it's just you do these minis. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's, I think there's something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Because Legends of Dark Knight was a great imprint. Uh, or the very, it, was, it was a title, but it, uh, the initiative was, yeah. you know, six issue minis, basically. Just just churning out graphic novels. Uh, mm -hmm. it, was a re it was actually a way to build the... Uh, graphic novel library for Batman, mm -hmm. and uh, at the time when the movie was out, it would be a great idea to do that. Yeah, Legends of the Marvel Knights is a great, uh, you know, aping off of title that I would be way, very, way into. Right. So, but like, I just wanted to to remind everybody that that book out. came out because a lot of people got really excited about Tradmore's artwork when it came to Silver Surfer Black. Right. Yeah. Like they were just over over the moon with it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Doctor Strange one kind of fell under the radar yeah. a little bit. So I just want to put it out there. It's gorgeous. It's spectacular. And it's new. Like, it, it's out last week. You could go onto your shelf. And I, I'm sure, sadly, issues one through three are also there. So just get it all. Yeah. Then you yeah. get a whole full, complete experience. Yeah, exactly. Or, like I said, pre-order the trade. Pre-order the trade. That also does a lot for the it books. It does, it does. LT3. Sal's a digital reader. Is there any way I can pre-order and help support the comics I'm reading, or is it a tough luck buddy situation? It's essentially a tough luck buddy situation. You can, like you no, buying digitally does go towards the sale. Yeah, but I think you can pre-order things like that still. Oh, you yes, you can. You you can like subscribe to a series Depending using Comicsology. Yeah, yeah. So yes, you can kind of, but 
it's not as perfect as just going to the store. Right, right. Uh, Steampunk Ultimate Invasion has me hyped. I loved playing Ultimate Spider-Man growing up, uh, reading lots of Ultimate Line to the point where I prefer it a bit. I think a lot of people do, and I think this is a great opportunity for them to finally give the audience something else in case they don't want what's going on. Uh, Atomica, the opening page of Superman has the single best origin of him since Quietly did it in All Star. Jamal's art is killer the whole way through. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Can we like just for a second, like you just triggered me because that Quietly, yeah, like opening to All Star, which will be the opening to the Superman legacy. I did. I did one time. I did like one guest lesson in a classroom, and it got to be on like sequencing in comics, and that was one of my examples was how you could boil it down, use no words, and completely understand the origin. No, there's little words. There are words. There are words. But they're like sentence fragments. But like to boil down the entire origin of Superman just with the pop culture, like... Yeah, just by... Collective knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I freaking love that sequence. Yeah. Uh, I read Deceased War of the Undead Gods number six, which I thought was the end, but it's not. I think there's at least two more. Yeah, you yeah. keep no that that was that was it. You were just like it's it's over, and I'm like no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just six of eight. Yeah, Tom Taylor, Her- uh, Trevor Harrison. Uh, of course, this is a great uh, book. It, this is not a spinoff, not a whatever. It is it is the next one or last one, depending on who you ask. Uh, but this is oh, like it, it's you know. It's the new God's turn to wreck the day of the DC universe. Just got to wreck it. And they do. Uh, and actually, I, the last issue must have, this issue must have been delayed or something because it took a long time. It feels like I needed more contact. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. The Spectre and an infected Mixia Spitlick are, are fighting. Um this also uh, sees Alfred elevated to an interesting status quo that I will not spoil. And I okay. think you shouldn't just read the series. Uh, but if you haven't read any of the deceased books, you're going to be confused. So you just need to read the last two. Um, you you could read the spinoff series that have come out of it, but you don't need to, but they do add a fuller experience and they are dope, like Unkillables and uh, the other one, Hope at, World, at Earth's End. Uh, they're all really good. So... You know, but they're also all shepherded by Tom Taylor, That's excellent. Uh, who also wrote Nightwing. Uh, oh, number you're just gonna do all your books? <laughs> okay, go for it. Who also wrote Nightwing 101 uh, with art by uh, C.S. Pacat and Eduardo Panisca? Uh, this is, is Redondo on break or off the book? Uh, no, he's. he's t- I think he's taking a break. It, okay. I, I've not followed whether they're doing anything, you okay. know. But I do know that Redondo is still doing the covers at least, which is cold comfort but i i don't know if he's gone forever okay, okay. I, I don't think about that usually uh, nightwing's not a book that i like follow i just I, read. It. i just think about it just because i i of how like passionate you were about no and it, it's yes yes and, and without him i don't think you have this book succeed as well as it has okay uh, i think taylor's doing a great job and taylor's doing that interesting thing where um you know, he's proving you don't need to have your character drag through the mud, die, or 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 have their entire like status quo reshuffled and ruined just to sell books. Right. Like you could have the characters be like capable and run into trouble, but have some kind of support network. Mm-hmm. And that's the case with this series. Uh, this also per- continues the Titans uh, status quo as being operating out of Bloodhaven and helping uh, Nightwing out. 
And I don't see any reason to dispute, like, you know, to to question that's going to happen. I'm Every time anything good happens to other characters that I happen to love, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop with Nightwing. It's just a natural progression of the character. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's basically two stories for the price of one, and it's good. Again, it's it's not fantastic, but it's not, uh, but it's never below above average. Like it's okay. always an above average book, if not a spectacular series. Mm -hmm. uh, this was one of those issues where I'm like, okay, it was cool. Like it's it's if comics were a buck, like they used to be, no one would ever complain. But when it's five or four, it's like. Yeah, I you know, get you, you. You you think about it, maybe, but it. Right. But I also appreciate that not everything is happening in every issue. You know, it's sometimes you're just enjoying the characters. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of those in this. Okay, but yeah, it's it is. I still recommend it. Okay. What about you, Tiffany? Um, I just want to give a shout out to Gargoyles. Yay! I yep. was worried if you had not uh, seen it or not. Gargoyles number three came out this week, uh, written by Greg Weissman with art by George Kem. Badias, mm -hmm. That's what we say every week. I do that every time, and I'm gonna continue to do it every time. Um, <laughs> you better do it every time. This is just a series that I just want to talk about, and so like I I sh I like to sandwich it into our shows here because I know like there's like a collective five people in our chat who are like, oh man, oh man, gargoyles, gargoyles, and everyone's like, who cares? Yeah, what as evidenced by the publisher. It's totally fair. I get you, but I freaking love this, and I got to tell you, like. They're like, doing a great job. They're doing a great job. And like when when you could just sit there and read a book and hear every voice from <laughs> like the cartoon that you that you know. Yeah. You're you're doing it all right. Right. Like literally everything is in the right voices. And and just like 10 out of 10, like this is like ended the episode. Like this is the end of the first episode. I was like, ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah. Like, where are we going next? And it's like, this is where we're going next. Also, little like breadcrumb for the future. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here for this. Love I'm it. here for it. Please write more. Mm -hmm. Please write more. I, I I would like more. Um, it's I. If you watch the show, read the books. If you didn't watch the show, go watch the show and then read the books. That's my pitch. <laughs> but skip uh, the Goliath Chronicles. That way, yeah, it's not no, much just, of an investment. Just don't worry about that. That's just just as hot garbage. And trust me, you learn a little bit. I learned a lot when I was a kid by watching gargoyles. Yeah, you learn a lot about mythology. Uh, and... I also want to talk about a book that came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, while I've got you here, mm -hmm. um, Nightcrawlers. I was like, we're going to talk about that next week. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I read it. Make sure we talk about it. Yay, that's great. Um, this is Sins of Sinister. Um, Nightcrawlers number one. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm getting over a head cold. Could you tell everyone? I've yes. got I've got quite the nasal. It's not super nasally. It's not as bad yeah, as it was yesterday. Yeah, but it, but I'm noticing it, it more it now. Is, it is noticeable. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um, this is um, part three. Part three of Sins of Sinister. It's part three of Sins of Sinister, but it's Nightcrawler's number one. So basically, it's just it's going to read like one long series in a way. That's yeah. how they're going to they're so they're going to tell it. And that's how they're going to collect it. I have a feeling. Oh right? yeah, you're um, not even going to see these types. This is written by Cy Sprayer with art by Paco Medina. So it looks great and it reads great. Shocking. 10 out of 10. Really enjoyed this. Um, this book just went just to show you. Um, I love Cy Spurrier and I wish you would write one of these Doctor Strange minis that I'm talking about. Please do this for me. I just I just want that so bad. Well, he works for Marvel. I mean, there's no reason he couldn't, you know. I don't know why they won't let him. Um, I guess he's just enjoying playing in the X-Men well, world they, right I now. Think maybe he doesn't have a pitch. Yeah, maybe. I, I bet he does. So he'd be like, hey. Give him a weekend. Right. Cyspray will get us pitch I for 15 you. minutes and he'd have one. Yeah. Well, I'm not like a really good one though. Oh, that's true. Give him 20 minutes. Um, 
But you know how Mother Righteous has been this character that was like, what is this? What are we doing with this? She creates like the, she uses the spirit of variance to create Banshee into like a like a ghost rider. And you're like, what's happening? Who is this character? Yeah. We find out who this character is. Oh, great. She's a sinister. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if it's, isn't everybody? But it's, it's a solid reveal. She's got a heart. So we've got the whole suit now. We've got the club, the spade, the heart, and the oh, diamond. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. That's clever. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we just get a little bit more into her lunacy and, and what she's all about and what her plan is and how mm. she wants to deal with everything and, and what she thinks that they should do. And that, like, you know, there are these Nightcrawlers because Nightcrawler's DNA was a great base for um, Sinister to build off of. Really? Yeah, he was like, I can do a lot with his DNA. And so I guess he, because it comes from like Mystique and stuff. I guess. And so like he's able to create a lot of Chimera out of it. And so like a lot of his army are like are night, nightcrawlers. Are nightcrawlers, right? And they've not been able to like like help any of them. But then for some reason, this time the spirit of variance and Banshee try to use this one attack that they have that like somehow breaks through and he's able to get like a handful of them oh. and they come with him to help, right? Okay. And so we've got like a um wolverine like x23 wolverine version we've mm -hmm. got i think a colossus yeah a domino and a pixie and a spider-man mm. spider-man gets a name like a nickname in this like he has like a like, like a, a character name, name? yeah but like a gets... funko pop name yeah mm -hmm. I, I love it oh what is it wall crawler <laughs> i was like that is that is just the kind of eloquence and cleverness i come to expect from spurrier it's it's perfect it's perfect um don't get attached to him. He's gone. Um, yeah. We get to see Nightcrawler's current state. He's he's monstrous. You know, the spell's been broken on him, so he lives again. Um, <laughs> no, um, so he's his mutations have gotten out of control. Um, but yeah, so it, it's... What I love about this is that, like, with the Nightcrawlers, you've got Nightcrawler in there, right? Like, he's somewhere in there, but there's also Sinister's brain. Like, something's in there as well, right? Yeah. But, like, they're all but willing to follow this woman. Okay. Because they're like, that's part of like Kurt, right? Like yeah. his desire for religion, you know, yeah, his desire yeah, yeah. for something to believe in. I was like, oh, this all fits together so well. Mm -hmm. I love it. They're going on a big mystical quest. Yeah. They're going to build a big doomsday magic weapon. And they got to get all these artifacts. Enjoy those of you who got to the last page. Enjoy figuring out what everything is. I can't wait. Yeah. But like this, I was like, please let him write Dr. Strange. <laughs> please. I yeah. just, I just want that so badly. Um, it looks great. Paco Medina doing art again. Like I said, looks amazing. Yeah. Um, Medina also does artwork on the other X-Men book that came out this week. And I was like, did he do the artwork on the first one too? Mm. Is it all Paco Medina? Because that's so smart. I don't think so, but that would be amazing. Let me have my moment here where I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, all right, Let me fine. live in a world right now where that's the truth. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> For your sake. For my sake. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out those couple of weeks ago. I know not, I don't know how many people are really talking about Sins of Sinister. Um, not a lot, which is like, why I Ewing, gotta, Spurrier, and Gillen should come on the show and talk about it a little bit. I'm just saying that the fact is, it's like, if you don't like Sinister, I get it. Oh yeah. This is not going to be the event for you. No, probably not. But I bet you like it more than Hellfire Gala 2, uh, uh, Trial of Magneto, or even Ten of Swords. Which, by the way, more people are coming out of the woodwork to say uh, they may have judged too harshly. Yeah, I know. I know you all did. Not at here. I just mean in general. No, I know. I meant the, the you naysayers out there. Who are like, oh. Oh, actually, it's awesome. Because it is. By the way, yes, Paco Medina did draw oh, crap. Storm uh, Brotherhood of Mutants. Good. 
So I think I'm hoping that he's on all of it. That'd be great. That would be great. Unless it? it's like maybe like issue one, yeah. all one artist. Well, issue two is all uh, one artist. Probably he didn't drew Moral X Men number one. That's what I'm saying. He he did so, the yeah. other one. You're right. So awesome. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Uh, really quick, I uh, I, I read uh, Mark Wade and Emanuela Lupacino's World's Finest, number 12. Um, I read this, and then I bought it, and then <laughs> I read it again and realized I read it already. Because oh, did you I, buy it twice? No, I bought it once, but I had it. Uh, I'm on DC's like previews list. Oh, so they were like, here, oh, read oh. these and talk about it on your show. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, oh, World's Finest, like a mental patient. I bought it and reread it. And I'm like, this looks really familiar. Is this how it ends? Ah, damn it, it is. It's exactly, no, oops. But it's still great. Uh, it's a flashback series, of course. It's a, you know, older uh, world. Uh, Kara and Dick go on a date. That's it. And it's delightful. It's just cute. Aww. Uh, you know, we know they're not supposed to end up together. So we right. know it's not a successful date. But you get to see uh, Kara confide in Clark about it. You get to see Dick confide in Bruce about it. You get to see like how that all comes together, and, and I feel it's... like I feel like you got better luck fighting in Clark. Uh, they both are ben supportive. Bruce. Okay, okay, but it's great. You know, it's a it's a really fun, really well written. Uh, you know, just a, just a generally enjoyable series overall. But this issue, you know, is no exception. Okay, so I, I loved it. Keep reading. Excellent. You know, if, if you haven't already, you should definitely read this. Good series. stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Steampunk Ultimate Invasion has me hyped. I love playing. You said that already. Uh, yep. Atomic has said that already. Um, <laughs> Just read them before you say them out loud. Yeah. There you go. There we I go. Cat lawyer one. will defend for treats. I'm not looking forward to shoveling snow tomorrow. Uh, by the way, worst comic, but love the back issues. Hear me out. Compop themed whoopee cushion. Love it. I like the I like the way you think. Mm -hmm. Although mm -hmm. it wouldn't have to. It couldn't be a whoopee cushion. We can't get the license, but I think we could call it a fart bag. I don't one. think you can get the license for that either. I don't think anybody coined it. Ooh. Ray Far Compop Woo just joined. Did they finally reveal what awful, horrible, good, no good thing that Dan Peter Parker did? Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, they didn't. Also, hi Ripley, give treats, please. She got. No. I I literally gave her a little bit of like dry food before this, so that she would like settle down. She and ate that, dinner. That, did she? Yeah, they, they all act, ate. They dinner. acted like that they had not had dinner. So I was like, oh, I better give them some food. They well, played they me no. like a chump. Yeah, like a sap. Jose <sighs> Rivera, lifelong Superman fan. I'm excited for the series. Also, love seeing young John in action comics. Needed the distraction. I'll be 40 on Wednesday. Well, happy birthday! Happy, birthday. happy early birthday! Happy early birthday! I hope you, you have Jose. an amazing birthday. Me too. Have fun. Denial. I was not ready for Lex to backseat Superman or to pull him, uh, for him to pull such a hater move on his expense. Legit had me laughing when it happened. Exactly. No, it's like it's modern but fun and classic at the same time. That's nice. Silvery Cricket, I can't stay. Well, uh, see you later. Hopefully you'll be back. Uh, just saying Superman Love seems back. good. <laughs> Dropping uh, Peter for miles. I'm done with Spider-Man. Too many bad stories and gaslighting. That sounds good to me, man. I think it's just a good move for you. Atomic Hound, current Superman in action is better than Batman Detective. Agree? Uh, no. I think that Superman is great. That's one issue. I've loved what Zdarsky's doing with Batman. I dropped Detective and I don't read action. So there you go. I think it depends though on the reader because I think yeah, well, like a lot of folk haven't felt like maybe such exuberance for Superman. That's true. And so like this is an exciting time. Like if you're someone who's like interested in Superman, like a new number one with a new creative team isn't a bad idea for jumping on, which I guess I get why sometimes they want to do that when yeah. they switch up the creative team to like start off like, hey, here we go. We're launching into it. Uh, yeah. like, jump on. Like right. it's 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 kind of neat, you yeah, know? Like I agree. I don't know. Yeah. 
I, I just feel like it's easy to get excited for Batman. It is. It is. It's like, and then you should be able to get excited for Superman, but I think it's it's a little harder sometimes. It's a little bit yeah. harder of a sell, even if like he's a cultural icon. Yeah. And the first, like one of the first. Mm -hmm. Do you hear this hail outside? I do. Harless Vang, Sal becomes Edna Mode for a few minutes in response to my uh, design of yeah. Uh LJ, love the many shows you guys do. Was wondering if you've read any of the new Fantastic Four run. I loved it so far. Keep up the great work. I read the first two issues and I was done. Uh, nothing bad about it. It's just not for me. It's one of those things where I'm like, I recognize what you're doing and I appreciate it and I'm not interested. That's They're another team that's like, you should be able to get excited for them and I feel like they're a hard sell. Uh, often when I do get excited, I am punished for it. Dante Cook, I would pay top dollar for an Angela Mini. Well, you don't have to do that because you could just go into your dollar bins and pick up an Angela mini series written by Neil Gaiman with art by Greg Capullo. It came out 35 years ago. I think they're talking about modern Angela. I know, and they but did, you don't need that because I just told do, you. They did do one, kind of. Yes, they did. Well, they did two. They did Queen of Hell. Yeah. And then they did 1602, Witch Hunter Angela. Yeah. And so those you, are both great. You could get those. You can get those. But if you want anything more than that, I guess they're done with that. I'm telling I guess you. that's what they should do with the magical part of Marvel. Just do minis. We'll yes. buy them. Oh, yeah. The magical people will buy them. I'm telling you, man. No. Pick up. If, you, if I told you, but if there, you was want... a, there was a new Angela book by Neil Gaiman with art by Greg Capullo, you'd buy it immediately. Well, but he... I tell you, one came out 25 years ago and nobody's interested. Well, I, I don't know what the hell. I, don't I, know I to think. Help you. I think because... They maybe they want to have it feel like it's part of the Marvel universe. Well, even Not better, spawns in it. Static Nova says, uh, as someone without a comic store near them, how should I buy my books? That's a great question. Uh, you could mail order them. You could buy them from a national store. Like I'd hate to, I'd hesitate to say Midtown or uh, Mile High, but you could. Uh, there's a great website that I use sometimes, and I need my books. But it's not like for newer books. That's mycomicshop.com. Um, what I would do is I would like solicit from your uh from your from your local gentry and be like where do you get your comics or where what's your favorite store what's a great store look up a couple of charitable stores that like do a lot of philanthropic work or that you want to support in some way you could always order them from there and have them mailed to your house or you could do a digital thing or you could yeah uh, well it depends on what your preference is like do you have the space and want to have physicals do you care about reading them as soon as they drop like that's what you need to decide like if you're like i don't have an lcs and i like to read things the day they come out digital is going to be your friend anything. that's going to be the best way for you to get them you don't have to rely on a service getting them at you on time marvel does not get them to us on time we've tried their service it's awful um it doesn't really get here but if that's not your concern if you just like i just like having the book and i like to look at them and i'm not too like pressed for time and it doesn't yes. matter to me when they get here then you could try one of those services absolutely because they and, will also be competitive about getting it to you because yeah they like know that they're competing with like everything else yeah that's my recommendation for now. Yeah. Uh, or like if you're a one per like one side versus the other, like if you're like, I just like Marvel or I just like DC, you could try DC universe, infinite frontier, whatever the hell they call yeah, it. And again, thing. you might have to wait for some newer stuff for months, that. Um, months, I think. But you know, you get a nice library yeah. from that. It just depends on your reading habits. Honestly, yeah. Ray far. Also Tom King is so frustrating because every time I read a new book of his, it becomes my new favorite from Supergirl to uh, Mr. Miracle. And now onto Rorschach. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, God help you if you pick up Gotham City Year One because it's also phenomenal. I hear that book isn't doing very well, uh, which it, the one the last issue comes out soon. By the way, six issues, not eight. I'm sure Supergirl it'll. I'm sure it'll get a uh, nice a hardcover. Cover. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Tiffany. We already know from experience from DC that if you make a eight issue miniseries from Tom King with art by Bill Cazavelli of all people, yeah, you can't. They can't afford to produce a hardcover it no. has to only be in softback no 
So I'm sure that DC will definitely hold to that principle. You know, I don't and not make a hardcover for Gotham City Year One. There's like part of me that's like. I want them to do it anyway because I don't want people to not get a hardcover for something that they would like to have. Well, honestly, their hardcovers are pretty crappy anyway. But then, like, there's the other part of me that's like, they better not get one. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you they will. And I bet they're justified by going like, "Well, technically, it's a Batman book." Technically, you're a Batman book. Yeah, that doesn't really work. But it's like, well, technically, my, then you look really sexist. I mean, technically, just just technically. Uh, Dante Cook, can I please recommend Damn Them All by Spirier? It's amazing. Also, Clayface One Bad Day. Literally, no notes. I, I read the first issue of um, Damn Them All, and then I don't know what happened. And like, they're all of a sudden, it's like way, I've, I've missed too far. I've missed so many issues. I was like, how, how, where did that time go? Yeah. Like, I, it's like I blinked, and there was like two or three issues gone. I was like, what? So yeah, I'm behind on that. Yeah. It is quite good, though, because yeah. Spurrier knows what he's doing, and he clearly wasn't done with writing Constantine. No, it's true uh yeah somebody mentioned that we should do like a live show from the smod castle um only <laughs> one of us has been to the smod castle the new one uh, yes the the new smod castle is a movie theater and that's ben ben has been to the smod castle in yeah, highlands he went to see a movie we have been to the smod castle in leonardo that's detached to the quick stop or at least i have i've never you've been to seen it, it i know it exists there. Uh, but I was there not for a thing, but because I was just at an event. Uh, I got Kevin Smith's shoes. Uh, yes, but, you did. Uh, yay. Which are cute. They're they cute are, shoes, and I wish they fit. But they he's are. got tiny feet. He does. He's got little, little tiny feet. He's got little little, little Batman. Well, feet. Nothing, no shame in them. No, it just no, makes most... it so I, just makes it so I can't wear them because eh, yeah, I have true. larger feet. That's true. Now um, you know about my feet. Welcome. Great. Welcome to Feet Talk. Fantastic. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, we've done it from a shared universe, uh, which is affiliated but not in conjunction with uh, Smod Pictures. Um, if Smodcast, Smodcastle wants to do anything with us, we're down. But we're it's going to be have to be through invite only. I don't, you know, we're, we're we have we have oh, our own places. Oh, there's a question in the chat: Is it Constantine or Constantine? Uh, the British say it's Constantine. Alan Moore and Garth Ennis say it's Constantine. Yeah, and so Cy Spurrier says it's Constantine. And the rest of us in movies and cartoons say Constantine. So I will often say Constantine, but when I, I try to make an effort to say Constantine. Because especially... they're not just saying it's about the pronunciation. Yeah. Like the, Alan Moore says, regardless of accent, it's Constantine. Yeah. And so if you want to be a purist, that's I, what you I do. Just, I just try to go back and forth between the both. And I figure when I sound like extra nasally, I don't know. I feel like I should say Constantine. There you go. <laughs> Uh, cube brute on day nine of being quarantined due to a certain illness well uh, we Ooh, wish you a yes a, a, a quick and uneventful recovery binging back issues and now seeing the stream made it fun thanks for all the content well i'm glad we could be there for you dude yeah Hope really absolutely better. feel better this guy 9947 i appreciate the show tonight making pasta and eating <gasps> the company well enjoy your enjoy pasta. that i bet it's gonna be delicious yes make sure it's al dente because there's no other way the telephonics just a note dc infinite dc digital comics one month now marvel still unlimited is still three Love you guys. Thank you very much, Telfonics. That's, that's not awesome. bad. Yeah, the DC one, that's pretty good. Boy, so, you know what DC should do is tell people about that. Maybe they did. Well, maybe if you're... I up, didn't hear it. Well, that's true. But like, hey, like, there you go. Like, if you're someone who doesn't mind waiting a little bit of time, you and you don't have the room for it, uh, and you like DC reading Universe. DC... Yeah, Infinite. DC Infinite might DC be the way Infinite for you to universe, go for you. Whatever. We're, we are not sponsored by any of these people. This nope. is just general facts. Yes, but we and, could be. But right advice. now we're sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can do Super Chats and you can sponsor the show instead of them. But listen, DC, you want to sponsor us? I'll take it. We, try, we tried to get Comixology to sponsor us for 10 years. Never. 
Well, I guess it wouldn't have We mattered. were in their offices. We did a show for them. We did. We did do that. I remember that. Yeah. Go through our archives and find it. Dammy 900 for Spider-Man. Just buy the Zadarsky Omnibus next January, which includes his entire spectacular run, Life Story, and Spider-Shadow. Perfect collection. It is. It's uh, it's good stuff. Except his hair with the duck thing. It does. I, I too saw that. Tweet. Which people enjoy. <laughs> yes, I also follow Zadarsky on, uh, on, on Twitter. Denial, please never do feet talk again. Never ever again. <laughs> that's on. fine. We're done. Unless yeah. it's talking about that rentral leg that's at the studio that I like to play with. Yes, that's because a hoof. I, because I do like to play with that hoof. Yeah. Uh, I read Sins of Sinister, uh, Immoral X-Men this week, part what? four. That's hard to believe. The Bond Age. <laughs> what a shock that it's uh, Emma. It's written by Kieran Gillen with art by Paco Medina. Uh, this is the book where it's like, hey, what are the bad guys up to? Yeah, what are the bad guys up to? Well, they're up to trying to take over. And this is the Emma Frost book. Emma Frost is like, yeah, so, like, we, the Quiet Council of, like, you know, sinister clone things or whatever you want to call us, like, mm -hmm. kind of Chimera, kind of not, um, told Sinister to GTFO, basically, like, you can stick around, but, like, we're actually in charge, yes. and you're an idiot, and mm -hmm. since he can't reset the timeline, he's like, damn it. I'm stuck in this timeline now. Um, but she's like, but really, at the end of the day, like, there can only be one queen. Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be me baby and i'm like you know what this fits emma so like anyone who's like been missing out on emma being an evil like character yeah you're gonna get a little sampling in these three issues where it's nice. gonna be emma being like yeah i'm gonna take charge i'm gonna tell you who's boss i'm gonna use chains on people like you're getting all the you're getting all the notes here like kieran gillen's just going down a rabbit hole and i'm just along for the ride nice <laughs> I love it. Um, yes, I, I really like. I'm enjoying this whole like grouping of of, of writers of and... writers writing these characters yeah. and like clearly having their favorites. Oh sure, like you got like the Storm book, and I'm like Storm cool. book, Nightcrawler book, Emma book, Emma book. Yeah, well, it's like Nightcrawlers. Like it's like cool to talk about Nightcrawlers it's... in general, and like talk about magic a little bit. Emma, like let's let's do something with Emma, not just Emma being like, man, I really believed in Charles, like, and I love that whole story oh. for her, where she was just like, I really believed, I in believed him, in him, and he betrayed me, and I should have seen that coming, but like, oh, and this is Emma being like, I'm gonna rule the world, and I don't care, slay. <laughs> like I'm just like, yes, that's awesome, yes, please, that's what this is. Gillen is perfectly suited for that, he by is the way, perfect for this, and it's also like sinister being like, he gets put in his place, and he's like, okay. Okay, what do I do about this? So uh, I reset. Have, he well, he can't. But I gotta go find that. my I gotta find my Moras. So what he ends up like doing is he like clones a sinister. He like thaws one out so he can talk to him. He's like, "What's up? Like, what am I doing? What do we do? What you? Who am I? What are we doing?" Mm -hmm. And he's just like, "Oh, I just need like, there's like this idea of like talking to a duck, uh huh, and like you know, in which you like are able to like, explain everything that's going on, and through that you like you get it. He's you, like, but I don't you. trust a duck, <laughs> especially not a sinister duck. So I'm gonna talk to you. Okay, and then he melts him. Right. So he figures out what he has to do, but that, like, there's like deep down, like these other like sinister things, beings, like yeah. sinister Xaviers and such, they have mucked around with the genetics, right? right. But they're not as good as sinister, right? They're oh. not as good as sinister, okay. supposedly. So there's like some deep down thing they don't know about that he could trigger and get rid of all of them. Okay. He's like, so I might, I might have to do that. I, I don't know. Mm. I, I might have to. Uh oh. We'll see. Um. But yeah. So it's just it's ten out of ten. Like if you like the way Gillen <laughs> was writing Sinister, you're probably gonna enjoy this because yeah. like there there is something about the way he writes Sinister. He's cheeky and dumb, and he's underhanded and he's cowardly and just like you just like oh you just love to hate Gillen's Sinister. Yeah. Um. But also like I'm really enjoying where he's going with Emma right now. It's just it's just a nice little shakeup of the yeah. character. Just like something where it's like it's not out of out of left field because 
this is in the future. Right. And it's like a weird alternate. It's fake. Future. It, it doesn't matter. Get undone. And we all know that. Yes. And it's okay. So we're just having fun. Yeah. Just having fun, having a good time. And I know for some people, they're like, what does it matter? I don't then? see a lot of people complaining about it, but I'm concerned that it might be because they're not reading. Right. And that could be. But I do understand people who are like, if it doesn't end up meaning something, I don't want to read it. I totally get that type of like, like desire for spending your dollars mm -hmm. and for spending your time. For me, it's oftentimes about like this journey. Yeah. And like, this is a journey I'm willing to go on. I like these writers. I'm willing to trust them. I know I try not to buy too much into the writers as a brand. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I, I do buy into these guys a little bit. I mean, there's so, a lot of people who follow, you know, creators. As yes. Well, so no, like, it's true. But I tend, I try not to. I try to really go into it objectively. I am going to this a little subjectively. I have yeah. high hopes for them. But I clearly they're having a good time. And like good. in a good time in, in the way where I'm not like, well, at least they're having fun. At least they're having fun. No, like they're, having a, they're having a good time and it shows. Yeah. So yeah. it's only making it more it's yeah. only enhancing the experience. And again, I I haven't looked at the future for in terms of like art, but like if Paco Medina doing the whole thing, I really like how that's gonna come together cohesively. Yeah, no, I agree. It it's up. gonna be a great trade that a lot of people are gonna read and go, Oh, why didn't they advertise this? They're gonna be like, Oh, hey, there's a book no one knew about. Yeah, like, yeah. you'll you'll see no, uh, somebody you never heard of on TikTok talk about it and get like twenty thousand for I, I'm not here, I'm not in it for that. I'm in it to like share good stories. That's no, what true. I care about. We want to just sell the damn thing. I want to like want to share the stories that I am reading and enjoying mm -hmm. right now. So that's one of them. Yeah. Very far. Every time I order from in stock trades, I send them an email saying, comment pop on YouTube, maybe buy this book, trying to get you guys that sweet sponsorship. Thanks, man. Yeah. They never does. They never got back to me. Um, yeah. Try again. Oh yeah. I'll try again. I I order from them like a, like a, like an idiot. Kadeen Art, uh, how you sound, Tiff? My first super channel. Well, thank you very much, Kadeen Art. <gasps> well, thank the you. The channel's been a light in the dark for me since I was 14, back in 2014. So please keep being awesome. Well, thank That's you. awesome. Kadeen, uh, welcome. And, uh, thank and thanks you for being, for being here. here. Hopefully your things are going well. Yeah, I hope that the darkness is, uh, is, is abated. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of One Bad Day, Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, Zermanico did that One Bad Day Clayface book, and it was dope. Yes. Uh, it, great art, fun story. It's it's very inside baseball Hollywood kind of stuff. Yes. Like it feels very much like it's written by people who have written for shows or movies yeah. and deal with Hollywood people. So like yeah. if you would like the closest thing to what it's like to work with or talk to Hollywood type people, you should read this because it's very, very real. It, um, well, and I've never had that experience, but I felt like sure a bit have. of a well, it felt like a bit of a send up of that. Too, oh, yeah. No, it's, it's like. like it's just, it's just icky it's feeling. Fake. Yeah. And like, it's funny because it creates a situation in which you kind of feel for the bad guy. Yeah. Until I, you don't. Until you don't. No, until you don't. But I always like that kind of journey yeah. where you're like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. In this no. case, <laughs> it should be that way. Like, it should feel that way because it's, that's the initiative. Yeah. Um, the, the premise of what Clayface is on, in Hollywood to do, I'm like, that's genius. Mm -hmm. I love the idea, the use of Batman, the concept of Clayface, the, the 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 supporting cast they've created. It's all self-contained. Definitely read it. It's mm -hmm. really great. It's it's just a great it's a great buy. It also like I, I like the uh, way in which the art um, throughout the book kind of shifts in tone and mm -hmm. like covers a lot of the bases of Clayface. We get the horror element yes, eventually. Big time. It doesn't like always slap you in the face early on there's a couple of like quiet panels there's one in particular in the um in the trailer like yeah the hollywood like you know movie set trailer mm -hmm. with that woman yeah there, there's just something about the way in which the art depicts him taking her yes yeah really cool no <laughs> no question no, uh, notes. no notes it's a great book 
it was definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, it's it, for me, it felt like a really solid take on the one bad day concept. It, yes. Yeah. It, I think it, I think it's this and the Riddler one. I know yeah. you don't like that. One, I'm but not like, a big for fan me, it's of that like, one and the Riddler one and the, and the Mr. Freeze one. The Mr. Freeze one was quite good. Um, but this, this one for me, I really like the way they took the idea of it. Yeah. And like, well, like, it's doing the and thing. Morphed it. And like also like kind of did a little bit of a send up of what actually the book is referencing. Yes. Like we get a direct, so uh, not really meta, but like kind of meta it's reference meta, to yeah. it. Like to the whole like, like initiative of this. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just, I was like, this is, this one was well done. Yeah. And I'm glad it wasn't the first one because it would have been a high bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is exactly what I wanted from the initiative. I was like, look, they're doing one for every villain. They're not all going to be winners, but hopefully we get a few like really good standouts. And we did. Yeah. No, I, it's I, it's, I don't think it's over, but like we did like, mm -hmm. look, did they botch Two-Face and Catwoman and, uh, you know, uh, the Penguin? They, they and... weren't my favorites. I'm sure there are people out there who did like them. I, I know people that's... liked them. I, I don't know anybody who was like singing the praises of any of them outside of the Riddler. But one. that that is what's nice about like stuff like this, where they have like multiple creative teams on it. Yeah. You know, some tastes vary. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Your taste will vary. Uh, Jake Zimmerman just found the Sleepwalker Holiday one shot to finish my Sleepwalker solo run collection. I need an eight ball versus Sleepwalker movie stat. Well, I don't think you're going to get it. I don't know. Man, if, uh, if, if there was more COVID going on to the point where it would lock people down, maybe there might, they might have greenlit a terrible Sleepwalker show. Why? Just because they need them. Because they're like, I don't know. We need a show. We need more shows. And 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 shows that can employ writers that have no interest or regard for this property. Oh, okay. So here you go. I mean, I think that's anyone writing that property. Certainly. I'm sorry. Sorry, Sleepwalker I, I fans. Like, I, I like Sleepwalker as I know a concept. You do. I wish Sleepwalker was, was cooler. I know you do. But uh, yeah. Uh, what else you got? I think that's it for me for, for this week. For, oh, great. For right now. Yeah, we'll talk about what's coming because, out this like, week. I know what you really want to get to, and I want to get to that, too. Well, just, and then you also mentioned we were talking about news. Is there news? This is the news. This we're is the news. Well, okay. I, well, here's the thing. Uh, so the Spider-Man uh, controversy. It's funny. I dropped the book. I dropped Spider-Man. Remember last week at the or two weeks ago when we were talking about Dark Web, and I was like, it's time, like, to, stop. Yeah. It's time to stop. I don't even care if Joe Kelly and Terry Dodson are doing this book. Right. Uh, you know, it's a two. It was, it was a two-story. It was a two-issue, like, Here's something to, to to fill the gap so that Ramita Jr. can take some time and then draw the next arc, which is the setup to what did Peter Parker do? Because mm -hmm. he spun our wheels enough. Here it is. And I dropped the book and I said, you know, we got to stop. We got to stop. I, I, I have to stop buying the series. It's hurting like me. It, it, it's not for me. It's not. There's no joy. It's just work. And And I dropped it. And I dropped it even though I knew or I thought that Joe Kelly was going to do basically just like a kind of out of continuity, like maybe I, here's a Spider-Man script I wrote with Black Cat. Sure. But no, it is in continuity. And it's funny because I heard about it because people were losing their minds on social media about the fallout from it. And I was like, so I leave telling everybody this book is bad. It's time to stop. Just drop it. And then while I'm enjoying my vacation from this series, everybody reads it and goes, I'm losing my mind. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, I had to read it because I didn't want to speak on the subject without knowing what I was taught. Because I've seen so many times, especially with a Marvel comic, but especially in today's world of comic, uh, fandom, criticism, reading, commentary. Uh, I, I've seen too many people go, uh, like lose their minds over something that's out of continuity or out of context 
So I read the issue and that's amazing. Spider-Man number 20 uh, from Joe Kelly and, and, and Terry Dodson. Okay. Uh, but it's not really a review so much as we're just going to talk about the, the controversy because yeah. what happens? Nothing. It's just, it's, it, it was, it's lame. That, uh, that's what happens. Like it, it's, it's, it's a waste of time. It was, you know, spider, you know, the, the premise starts out simply enough, you know, Spider-Man uh, takes Felicia or rather Felicia takes Spider-Man to uh, like a weekend getaway in the, you know, in the Catskills or whatever. And what do they do? They bump into Mary Jane and her husband or boyfriend. And, it was in the last issue that they used the like info page to tell you, not in the book, not in the narrative, not in the dialogue or text, in a context page, that no, Mary Jane married that guy. So that was another. That was the first fu that yeah. they gave you, where it right. was like you, you're like they they were like they they really want to do something with this, like they they really want to cement a status quo, but they don't want to deal with the fallouts. So they try to sneak it in however they can, and they're right. doing that with both issues. Which I feel bad for Joe Kelly because he's a great writer and he's got a great he YouTube is. channel you should subscribe to. Um, but uh, you know, but but yeah, so they did that with the first one. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's such that's so shitty. And then in this one, uh, you know, oh, so uh, but you know, they bump into them and it's like, oh, that's awkward. But then they got to fight White Rabbit, one of the it's worst White Rabbit, it's one of the worst Spider-Man. I characters think Joe Kelly likes her though. I think we she's. I think up I bet he invented works. her. So. You know, it's one of those things where whatever, you know, like I could write, you can, it's an, it's an inspector gadget episode. Like it's, it's that by the numbers. Okay. And, uh, and it was, and, and then the, and then they wrap up and, uh, and in, in the end, and it, by the way, the, the page, which is like taken out of context, but like, actually the context is exactly what you see. You know, he's, you know, Zeb Wells has been carrying this noble tradition of like, Peter is really unconfident. And like, you know, he's just like, ah, like he, he's, he's sweating bullets, trying to talk to a woman he's dated for several months and, or maybe years, uh, he's been intimate with countless times, but now suddenly because there's not a prospect of them dating after so many years, uh, he, you know, he's, he's freaking out. Uh, but in this situation, uh, she asks, you know, she, she asks him to address the elephant in the room, which is like Mary Jane, like what a, like we could date, but like, what about Mary Jane? Because like, it feels like there's like an invisible hand that keeps like making you guys get back together. And he says, well, because the reason why I think it's going to work out is because I'm not really in love with her anymore. Or I will always love her, but like lowercase L, not uppercase L. I love her kind of like a sister now. And that feels like Nick Lowe wrote that and made Joe Kelly say them. But it is taken out of context in as much as he doesn't really say... Like he says, I love her like a sister, and Felicia's like, "No, you don't." Right. And he's like, mm, "Okay, so like maybe I'll downgrade it to like something else." But the fact that he even had that thought, like, thought yeah. is like gross. But moreover, like uh, it's gross not because like of incest, because like obviously that's not what he meant. Right. It, it's more like it's gross because I don't know if Joe Kelly wrote that, or if he did. Like, why would he? I'm Joe Kelly. I could. I wrote. I kill giants. Like I could do whatever I want. I don't need to be like edited by you. Yeah. But uh, but clearly didn't care, and that's evident in his nonstop Spider-Man book. But uh, this is that's the status quo. It's like, don't worry, everybody. It, just like when Joe Casada did it, where he was like, don't worry, everybody. Mary Jane doesn't want to be back together with him anyway because he they can't have children. That's why. And then in this one, they're like, don't worry, everybody. They can't get back together because Peter doesn't love her anymore. They just really like beating up Spider-Man fans. Yeah, and I'm like, 
you guys are the Peter Parkers. Right, exactly. It's very, it's very poetic. Yeah. And but... I'm like, and, and here's the thing. Uh, you deserve this. Readers. Because you're buying it. You bought that issue. You bought the next issue. You pre-order the next issue. You're going to find out what Peter Parker did. And you're going to read it. You're going to buy it. And as long as the same amount of people who buy it, buy it, it's going to keep going. Because they don't care about angry tweets. They love them. They subsist on them. They don't, they don't care. They're, they don't care. They're not upset by like your, your letters or your irate tweets or your thinly veiled threats of violence, which you shouldn't do. You don't do that. You know, like your DMs on social media, like they, they don't care. You know, if anything, it, it's, it's a sign to them that it's working. You know, what you need to do is to stop buying it, is to just stop caring. Like you need to stop caring because that's what they, that's what they want you to do, you know, or what they want you to do is they want you to stay angry. You know, they're like, Oh, lol, you mad, bro. Well, find out what happens next issue. Maybe you'll get more mad. You know, it's the same with the, the, it is indicative of the current climate that we live in when it comes to news and like everything reporting, uh, you know, politics, life, just keep people in a perpetual state of tense of, of tension and anger. And, and you'll buy it. You'll come back to find out what the next thing is that you're mad about. And it's like, don't buy it. Yeah. Just stop buying it. That's true. Like literally if like, if that issue dropped and the next issue, it dropped by 40,000 copies, Marvel would lose their collective shit. Like I'll give you a perfect example of like how things can change. Tom King is a Eisner award winning writer. He is on the brain trust for the DC cinematic universe. He is a Hollywood guy now. And he also still writes brilliant fiction for comics. And he wrote Batman and he said up and down that he was going to do a hundred issue run. And people didn't like it so much that they kicked him off the book. Yep. And the only reason they kicked him off the book was because the sales dipped. That's it. Yep. Like they kicked Eisner award winning writer, Tom King off of Batman. The Batman of Marvel, arguably, is anyone. Like, I really do believe that Marvel is like one of those things where it's like Batman holds the comic book industry up on their shoulders like Atlas. But like Marvel's Batman is whoever is a big deal by the creative team, which is kind of awesome and refreshing, but also is inconsistent and tough to tough to track. Yeah. So it's like it's tumultuous at best. But it should be Spider-Man. Spider-Man is Marvel's Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey Mouse's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and yet his book is not always the number one book. It isn't always going to be the number one book, but it should be. And if DC kicked an Eisner award-winning author off of the book because sales dipped, I mean, I like Zeb Wells. I think he's a good guy, but like, it's no choice at all. And he didn't even write this one. No, it's true. You know, but like, but here's the thing. If it was just this, everyone would be like, people don't even know Joe Kelly wrote this. Like, people are so mad that they didn't even pay attention to who wrote the damn thing. They're just right. like, oh, Zeb Wells again. And I'm like, well, he didn't write that. That wasn't him. Which, by the way, says to me that Zeb is like under orders, that he's like, he's just pushed to write this stuff. You know, he's doing his own story, I'm sure. But like, I'm sure that it's steered in one direction or another due to editorial uh, desires. But uh, which proves a point that I made with somebody, a collection of people got really mad about, which is that Spider-Man will never be like a creatively successful book again because editorial is too involved. 
Yeah. You know, well, we I talk, and, and I, I don't want to, I don't hear about it. People being like, well, you, but you said that editorial's good. Like, it, look, nothing, it, too much ice cream is bad. Too much steak is no, bad. Editorial needs to be there to, to, lead the charge of like making sure like okay wait actually that's wrong for continuity or oh that's not the way we spell that or oh that's the wrong name or hey i know you're in a corner here how about this what about this exactly an editor not to go you're doing this this is what i think we should do and when i say i think i mean i i mean do it i mean i basically wrote it here yeah an editor should not take credit for a story that is written by a writer on social media an editor should not dictate story unless the writer is soliciting that salute that solution an editor is an invisible hand that makes the book better that is an editor's job an editor is editor editing is a thankless rough difficult and rewarding job i know it because i know editors and like an editor should not be dictating the line unless and i feel bad i'm like i feel bad because like you know, like we, we talked about Dan DiDio. DiDio took took credit for a lot of blunders at DC that people were like really mad at him for that he mm-hmm. had nothing to do with because that's what an editor does. An editor takes on the bullshit. It shields, the editor shields the writer from, or the writer or the line or the publisher or the character from like negativity, from press, from all that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what the editor does. Yeah. And they do it without patting themselves on the back and talking about how great they are. You know, they don't make a name for themselves unless mm-hmm. you're like, unless you're a president. Like Dan Didier was able to do that because we need personalities who are like carnival barkers and hucksters that are coming out in front of like the, 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 the curtain and doing a little magic show for the audience. Yeah. I mean, Stan did it and he didn't even work for Marvel half the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh, uh but did you did it casada did it like you know and sometimes it works you know like for joe with this cup of joes and did with whatever the hell you called whatever he did yeah and uh you know and bill jenis and some of it worked and some of it didn't but like an editor's job is to is to is to help the writer tell the best story possible yeah and not to take credit for it but uh in this case i i, I don't think spider-man is capable of being like creatively satisfying it can be like bubblegum you know popcorn look at spider-man fight this character kind of books but like the days of innovation and creativity are kind of like over for that book you know you you gotta look elsewhere for it or you stop buying it what would happen if scare the shit out of them what would happen if enough people stop buying the book right let's say that it dropped by twenty thousand units right What, what does marvel do next right what do they do what's marvel's Marvel is never the first one to innovate or throw their hat over the wall. No, I I, I have a, th- a theory on what they do next. I, I have a theory too. Okay, what's yours? I think they split Amazing into three titles. Oh, that's interesting. And they go, here, Web of Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. They're three ongoings. They have six different people working on them. And whatever sells the best will be the new Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. That was not my okay. I think yours is actually more feasible. Mine is just like What's a, yours? mine is like they see the numbers are tanking. They real they hopefully they come to the realization of what is going on right. and they call Straczynski. I mean, I would like, be like well, fix it. if you're if you're if your mentality is we don't want to innovate, yeah, you're just gonna rely like you're gonna rely back on things you know. Yeah, you you go back beyond slot and you you try to get him. I'm not saying if you I can were, do it if either. If I were Joe, I would say no. 
I've, and I think he would. I think Joe's good enough where he's yeah. like, no. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I could see them trying that one. Yeah, that's a, that's that's something that I would consider, but I would like run that by. I would run that on the flagpole. But I think Straczynski would say no. I think you're right. Because I think Straczynski was so burned. He did write for that like amazing one thing. Like, he wrote for some anthology thing where all he did was apologize for Sin's past. Yeah. But so he he's not a, averse to it. And also you know it's the number one book so like maybe it pays better than most and i'm sure he'd like the job sure so maybe he wouldn't say no i don't know that would work i don't even know if he could do it honestly like that that actually goes into in conjunction because like the 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 time when spider-man sold great Mm -hmm. and like things were going well jenkins was doing spectacular joe was doing amazing Mm -hmm. and then there was like random books that would come out like this terrible book called spider-man black white and red all over which was like i don't even know what that was supposed to be but uh just like r- random one shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, Ben is writing him in New Avengers and Ultimate Spider-Man. There was a nonstop assault of Spider-Mans, not quite unlike the '90s when there were five different Spider-Mans. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, but that was a good way to do it because, like, the people who didn't like Straczynski, they had Jenkins, and Jenkins is doing very different stuff. Right. That's, but I think that that's what they would do. That's yeah. what they should do. Yeah. I like, Amazing you. is too has become too big a book and it's too big a responsibility for them to have to worry about it. Like. I'm sure that they are sick. Like as much as they don't care about like the negative press, they're also probably sick of hearing about it. Oh, sure. Which is also why that happened in this issue. Because they were like, ugh, like I'm so sick of hearing about it. How about if Peter Parker just looks at the audience and says, Mary Jane's gross and I don't like her. She farts and she's like smells and she's stupid and I don't like her anymore, okay? I think if like, I, I, I really think they were just like, make them shut up about it because I'm so sick of hearing about it. Which does not mean it wor- it's working, by the way. It, is, it doesn't mean like, oh, my harassment campaign is working. Like, the you know, it, you can't just bully a studio into doing what you want. That only worked the one time and only because that studio owed billions of dollars. Yeah. that's It doesn't work every time, especially in an industry that collectively among all the publishers makes $1 billion. It's just not going to happen. But it's just that. But that's the phenomenon. And I know, like, I, I, you know, I, I read the issue. Yeah, you did. But like, I'm good. You're all done. I'm all done on Spider Man. All done. And I only read it so that I would not be ill informed. Because the last thing I need is to talk about this and have someone go like, mm, "You didn't read it, so actually, your opinion is unfounded." No, it's good journalism. That's not that what we do not here. Not that we do journalism because we are not journalists. We are not. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. It's uh, even when I'm like not involved, it's frustrating, but it's so funny to hear about it. Like, it's like, that sucks. Yeah, I get you. You know, and I'm sorry for those of you who are reading Spider-Man because like, yeah, it must be frustrating as hell. You know, and it's frustrating to me just because I'm like, I don't like bad comics and I don't like comics to be bad. And I don't like comics to hurt the industry. And I don't like people complaining about them to the point where it's like detracting from the conversation. But uh, yeah. It's a damn shame, and it's not going to change without your help. Stop buying the book. Stop buying it. And by the way, I don't mean I'm not actually really blaming you. I was just more, I was more doing it for a dramatic effect. Like it the is fact dramatic is, effect. You don't, you know, I'm not really blaming you, but like, stop buying the book. Stop being a completist. Yeah, it's okay. And, you know, and I'm not saying like, but read it. You know, steal it. Like, just, just what you need to do inevitably is just divorce yourself from the character. Like, read something else. Like, yeah. don't pirate it and read it anyway. No, just try something just, else. Just, just go, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, at the end of the day, Spider-Man's going to live and beat the bad guy. Let me see what, what's going on in some other book. You know, everyone's yeah. talking about Radiant Black. Go check that book out. 
Yeah, or, or you know, be like, you want to stay in Marvel? You're like, I'm gonna pick up Daredevil, right? Or I'm gonna go back and read all those, all four of those Tradmore Doctor Stranges because you know what's really frustrating is when a book sucks and it continues on as the number one book of the month every every month for a year, and everyone who's reading it gives it two star reviews on like the latest you know comic reviewing website, mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange's four issue miniseries underperforms and he doesn't get any more. Like I'm buying this book because I because I uh, because I'm responsible for making Velma have a season two, but also I would never in my life read a Doctor Strange miniseries. Thanks. It's not the same thing, but like no, I, I get you know you. I get what and, you're I, and I think that this you know that that's that adjectiveless Spider-Man book is like a big indicator that like you know Marvel is feeling the pinch, but like not to the point where they because that's like no that's Dan like, Slott, that's like a patch that is exact Dan Slott doing a Spider-Man book and Spider Verse is one hundred percent them going. Just in case it doesn't work out. On the off chance. On the off chance, which of course it couldn't because we're geniuses. Uh, but on the off chance it's not working out, this will this will pick up the slack, you know? And yeah. it really is just like, we'll put Jay Leno on at 1030 and that'll keep the people watching long enough to get to 12 o'clock. There you go. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. By the way, I wanted, I, I looked it up. White Rabbit was created by J.M.D. Mateus. God damn it. Uh, well, listen, he also wrote One More Day and Since Past and uh, Skin Deep. They aren't all going to be winners. <laughs> uh, Aaron Jefferson says, extremely off topic, but uh, I love it when you link the shorts to the back issues episode. Thank you. I'm, I mean, hopefully they're all linked to every episode. That's the idea. Um, Kettler will defend for treats. I just feel so bad for MJ now. She deserved better. I mean, right now she has children and a husband and a blissful life. She must be happy as a clam. Spidey Bat Fan 97, that scene read more to me like Peter's in denial about his lingering feelings at MJ. He was literally stalking her to start the run. Yeah, maybe. That's one way to look at it. Uh, Jordan Phil, love the recent back issues. Thank you very much. This issue of Spider-Man made me drop the comic. Why did the writer and artist change? I was really enjoying J.R. Hell, he's back on the next one. Like This two-issue mini was just a stopgap because they wanted a palate cleanser from uh, Dark Web to this. Uh, to the next thing and the next thing is like a flashback of six months ago to see what happened with peter and stuff like that so like no it's don't worry if you actually did want to read like zeb wells uh, ramita jr book the next issue is the continuation of that um you know dan v900 uh what stinks is apparently asm 17 was the highest selling issue of the month there you go i gave up long ago tom brevoort once commented that controversial asm stories are that aren't as well received sell yes they do that's how it goes. Um, Nikki T, uh, whenever the Spider-Man book comes up, I feel like I'm a perpetual state of what? Like Ghost Rider. <laughs> what? What? Uh, well-received ASM stories. Series don't sell as well. It's insane, but the audience is at fault and leading to it continuing. Just quit the book. Just quit the book. It's okay. It's okay to quit it. It's okay. okay. You can stop. It's okay to stop, leave, and come back. No one's going to be like, what? Yeah. You didn't read Spider-Man from start to finish? What? What? <laughs> Look at this guy. He readers and buy things he hates. Demonic Nico, uh, or Neko. It's a cat. <gasps> it is Neko. Uh, hi, Kavob. I am a Spider-Man fan. Can you explain to me why Peter is saying this to Black Cat is a problem? It feels like he's trying to reassure her about the relationship. I'm genuinely confused. No, I mean, the, the reason is because, like, uh, their relationship... At the, la- at the start, at the end of the last series, uh, Peter and Mary Jane are back together. And, uh, uh, 
a, a vocal minority of audience members want Peter and Mary Jane to be together. And I will say that until you prove me wrong. And uh, the fact is that a vocal minority of uh, Spider-Man readers uh, want Spider-Man and Mary Jane to be together. Uh, Nick Spencer implied that was going to be the case. And then Zeb Wells broke them up in his, the beginning of his run and uh, kicked the can down the road by a year and said, like, I'll explain what happened six months ago in a year to tell you why they broke up and why she's married with children with somebody else. And Peter is alone. And now he's getting dating Black Cat. It's not like a, yeah, I'm not like, you know, I, I actually like the Peter Felicia relationship. I think it's interesting, complicated and fun in the 80s. If I may, it, I think part of the reason why it's a problem other than people have their preferences in yes. terms of Peter's relationship. I think the problem is, is that other folk feel like this isn't a natural progression or for the character. And it's more a... Yeah an opportunity for the creatives or like the edit, like the people for behind editorial it to, to like push a message out. And like that's but it's not even a message. It's like a status quo, a status quo, like to, to let you know, Hey, shut up. Right. And so like, that's where the problem is because you're reading these for stories, not to, you know, be very aware that you're reading a comic book that's controlled by yeah. a committee. So like, I, I think that's what, for some folk, that's what the problem is where it's just like, it's why would you do this? Yeah. For me, that's the problem. Like the problem is just like, don't pull me out by having a character look at the look at the screen, and go like, "You're the problem." Uh, like you know, that's fine. You know that, that that sometimes that happens to critical appeal. Dante Cook, I'm so glad I've been watching this channel for a while. Well, thank you very much, Dante Cook. It's good to see you again. I've learned it's okay to take a break from a character and then hate read then then hate read. Uh, after the last issue of Catwoman, I had to give it a break. The direction's not for me. Exactly. Just, yeah. You know what? Like it's not for me. I'll uh, pick it up another time. Yeah. You know, and if I, and, and if I miss something, I'll hear about how great it was. Go back, pick up the trade. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's all you need to do. Uh, Sean D keeping the reader in fear can't work because the next generation readers won't read just like my generation doesn't watch the news because the whole war on terror. Interesting theory. I like that. Oh. I think it's more that like the audience is confused as hell. Like they're, you know, you keep putting meta bullshit in your, in your, in your book where you're yelling at a vocal minority of your audience the real audience or the audience that's there for you that you want is going to be like, why do you keep referring to Mary Jane? Like, why is Mary Jane still in this book? Like I came here on, uh, on, on brand new day. I don't want Mary Jane in my books. I don't like Mary Jane. Why do you keep referring to her? You know, mm -hmm. if you don't want her, just, just don't do it. Uh, Danby 900. All I want is to have ultimate invasion lead to miles going back to the ultimate universe. Pretend like it never stopped. I'd read that Spider-Man comic. I'd read the ultimate Spider-Man comic where miles doesn't go back to the ultimate universe. And ultimate Peter continues. Cause he did. I think Miles has had a real problem lately because like he hasn't been in the ultimate universe. I think Miles fits there better, but Miles is Miles is here to stay. Uh, Rystone117. Hey guys, happy Monday. Thanks for the show. Thank you, Rystone. Uh, do you think it's possible for an ultimate Spider-Man relaunch after the new event? I think I am foolishly hopeful to get a breath of fresh air from 616 Pete. I hope so. I would love that. Wait, the keep the the Sean D keep the reader in fear. We're gonna read the second part of that sentence. Later. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. There's more to it further down. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. We'll, okay, cool. I'll I'll, refri yeah, I'll we'll, remind you of what it was. Yeah, we'll get back to that. But uh, oh, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Uh, it was the one that was keeping the reader in fear can't work because the next gen of readers won't uh, read just like my gen doesn't doesn't watch the news uh, now because the whole war on terror. The current readers will eventually pass. Then what? Yeah. They, yeah. Know. Exactly. Haha! -ha, I don't know what they're doing. I saw that in the comments. I was like, "Wait!" Thank you very much. Uh, this guy nine nine four seven. If they don't want Mary Jane and Peter together, they just don't know what to do with her. Why not just shelf her for a few years instead of ruining her more? Right? Like when 
when, when, yeah, when it's Pete, weird their insistence on keeping her in the book. Well, because I think they're like they're ping ponging because like Nick Spencer wanted her in the book, so like he put her in the book. They're making out like first page, first issue. They're back together. Like I think they're like I think Dan Slot tried to like fix that by having her in uh, the car, by having Carly in there. But who knows? Like I don't know what their problem is, but they need to like, yeah, like Deb Whitman went away for a long time. Sissy Ironwood never returned. Like there's a lot of different girlfriends character. Where the hell's Glory Grant right now? Not not she's an ex girlfriend, but like a character. Like there are whole ass supporting characters who were really important for a while who just disappear. And we don't need to say that like they were a villain or they died or anything. They just went away. They left. Mary Jane went to Philly with her sister to take care of her kids because she felt like the maternal instincts kick in. Well, whatever. You know that's all you need. And then and then what happened? Hey, maybe you do a miniseries about it. But Listen, like otherwise, nothing. If Marvel. Like, and I think I've mentioned this before when we were talking about the whole Spider-Man thing that's going on yeah. right now. But like, if Marvel's entire MO right now seems to be to make you like hate read, then right. like the Clone Saga's coming back, folks. I mean, like it already did. I mean, they already did one, but like, yeah, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Full-blown Clone Saga. Yeah, instead of Gwen, it's MJ. Yeah, Mary Jane got cloned. Mary Jane died. That's what happened six months ago, and she's a clone. I mean, that's that's my. They might I already I already pitched it. What's his name? Is the Jackal? Yeah, the P. The Paul is that Paul's yeah. the Jackal. Yeah, so gross. Uh, Nikki T, uh, I would love it if the ultimate after Ultimate Invasion, Ultimate Peter came to the main universe and that became the spinoff Spider Book. <laughs> I think uh, the optics on that aren't too great. You know, we got rid of the black character, but we brought in another white Spider Man. Not... Uh, Danielle, tip love Kirby floating up to see Selena. She's talking about this. It's like, Ooh. this is my little Kirby Nendroid. Yeah, and that's my Selena Bishojo too. I like the the second round of the Bishojo characters. Yeah, from uh uh Kotobukiya. yeah i like, love the suggestion it's called one more clone saga one more clone saga i love it hey Done. uh mephisto and uh the jackal jackal died and he went to hell and mephisto's like hello the two of them work together they're demon clones perfect that's what the, that's what the how many kids are there two yeah they're wanda's kids no, they're not. It's, it's Wicked and Speed. Uh, so let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Uh, I'm recommend. I mean, Batman and Ro Batman versus Robin number five uh, is coming out. I believe it's the end of Lazarus Planet, and I was like, when did it start? Like, I read the first issue, but like, where's the rest of it? It's been all over the place. Hasn't they need it? to fix how they make events. It's not working. But uh, yeah, that's that's cool. I guess I don't know. Uh, Human Target number twelve comes out. I read it. And uh, that's all I'll say about that for now. But Human Target number 12, it's been a phenomenal series up until now. So we got to see it to the end. Here we go. Um, and Murder World, game over number one. That's the end of Murder World. Uh, it was a great series. It was a really fun uh, event, story, mini-series. Uh, if you hadn't already, you should check out Murder World. It was fun. Uh, pick up Murder World. It's over, or whatever it's called, the uh, number one. And then go back and pick up all the other unsold copies of Murder World because they'll be on the shelf. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry. Ouch. I'm sorry. You know, but uh, th 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 them's the breaks. But it was a great series and I recommended it. So, you know, uh, plus Batman The Audio Adventures number five is coming out. Anthony Marquez uh, draws one of my favorite iterations of Batman and his rogues and Robin and all that stuff. It's great. 
should be reading that if you, especially if you, uh, if you have some kids, you know, throw it at them. Uh, just, just literally whip them at them like your Bill Jemmons in a meeting. We uh, do not whip comics. We do not recommend that. No, they have staples in them. We no. hear a comic pop. Do not recommend. I guess you're not going to be recommending Hallow's Eve. Oh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Not Hallow's Eve. No, yeah, Hallow's Eve comes out. Uh, <laughs> I was just looking to see that there's a co another Cosmic Ghost Rider story coming out. I know, and it's by Stephanie Phillips. I'll read it maybe. Okay. I didn't have a lot of recommendations this week, so I guess I'll check it out. Yeah, there you who go. Did, who did Spider-Man Unforgiven? Uh, Tim Seeley. Nope. Oh, I'm I'm checking that out. I am checking this out. Oh yeah, why? Because Tim Seeley. Oh, wait. Who am I thinking of? You don't like Tim Seeley. I don't. But I I I'm, uh, I like him as a person. Underworld vampires magic. Yes, I'm in. All right. I will so... be, I'll be reading Spider-Man Unforgiven number one, folks. There don't, you go. don't let me forget. <laughs> don't let me forget i'm gonna be checking that I'll out i'll remind you to thank you i will be definitely reading that i'm also gonna be checking out x-force number 38 this week for sure uh ghost rider number 12 fool me once shame on me fool me twice i'm buying this again um no um i was promised danny catch on the last issue you got him on the last page no i didn't he wasn't on the last page he was on the it was the last page and then the preview what? for the next it wasn't even the last page wasn't even the last page blood brothers Listen, danny catches back ben percy man i'm i'm in i'm here I, yeah. hey, this guy's got so many books coming out i'm like how how do you have the time for this man no i know he's a machine he's a machine but yeah so i will definitely be um reading that for for my danny catchness because i, I need it for no reason well yeah he's been a, he's been away a while um i also want to give a shout out to dead boy detectives number three those who are interested in the Sandman universe you can grab that did um, you hear about how dead boy detectives moved from hbo max to netflix i did not Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I know, right? That's very interesting. Um, also, if you're a Jeff Lemire fan, there's another Jeff Lemire miniseries coming out uh, called Phantom Road Number One. I just want to give a shout out to that, whether or not you're interested in this book. If you're a person who follows a creator, I'd just like to let you know this is an image book, which means they don't reprint them. So right. if you want to get your number one, you got to get out there, put it on your pull list um, or call your comic book store because it's coming out, I guess. Um, on wednesday yeah it comes just, out this wednesday just let them know that you want it you, they won't be able to necessarily pull it, but maybe they can get off the shelf do for you, you do you want this um i mean i'll check it out i always check out at least his, his first issues of things to see what i'd like yeah and what i don't like from his why not physically like you want a physical copy oh um I'm, yeah why not um because they might not have it well that's true give it a shot if you get it <laughs> great um and then i'm not a big rwby fan Ruby? it was a phenomenon you missed it no no no! i'm pronouncing it i think they call it ruby oh yeah but i like to i don't want to call it that because that's not how you spell that word but the dc crossover is coming out with them i thought they did this already no this is the i maybe they did it digitally but i guess you can get it physically that's what it is this is like you can get it but this is like the rooster teeth because dc's not afraid to cross over with people yeah what the hell marvel but not marvel everybody wants that ninja turtles daredevil book why can't we have it i don't know but yeah, there you go. But That's, yeah, uh, DCRWBY. Yeah, I just wanted to, I'm not necessarily going to pick it up, but like I know people have been talking about it. But like yes. if you want to get it, you need to go grab it. Yeah, right. Is that a man thing poster? Yes. Damn right it is. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell because there's like all these like things in the way. Right. Like glaring it up for you. Somebody but yeah. You said no love for Rogan Gambit. Oh my God. <gasps> oh, that, I didn't even see that. It's because the lettering is so awful. Like what? It just that blended. Was not, that was not good. It just blended right in. You know what it was? I, I was so desperate to make the joke about Hallow's Eve. Yeah. I like just scrolled right down past it. It was yeah. my desire for humor. Yep. Yeah, Rogue Gamut, written by Stephanie Phillips. Uh, I'm going to be picking that up for yeah. sure. Destiny, wow. oh no. I'm going to listen. That's fine. That's Worst. fine. 
Gambit can take him. Right. Take her. It, it's all good. I'm here. He better. Yeah. I want this. Sounds good. I miss these two hanging out together. I know, so, I know. but it was nice to get like you know, let them have go on adventures. They were in a book together for a little bit, and they went on to separate teams. Like, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. they have. They have their own lives, and they come back together, and exactly. they're like the best couple ever. Yeah, I agree. Except for us. Right. Yeah. We. <laughs> yes. The, the, they're the best fictitious couple ever. We're real. At least as far as you know. Anyway, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're very lucky to have you. We will see you guys next time. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to our channel. Check out Tiffany. If you want to see if you like the set, see it on twitch.tv slash comic pop or check out uh, youtube.com slash at comic pop plays. Uh, all links are in the description below this video, of course, which you will not click on because nobody does. But uh, there is a plays channel where with re-uploads. Pokemon Snap has just debuted Ooh. on uh, that channel. And uh, there's more to there's more to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time with another episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Keep Bye. Reading.